Good hump day to you. Bill Michael Show. On the air today. What a game last night. Uh, Wade Miley only an inning and two-thirds, and then the rest of the way paved by a deep bullpen. Uh, the Brewers, we're going to talk about that. Going to talk uh, today with Pete Doherty, the pre- uh, Green Bay Press Gazette. We're going to hear uh, some of the comments from the assistant coaches, coordinators and such, from yesterday, the Green Bay Packers. The uh, San Antonio Spurs win the lottery. Uh, you got a lot. A little stuff kind of happening, and you saw the Lakers go down last night, even though they tried to have some type of a furious comeback. Uh, Nikola Jokic just gave him a punch in the face. Uh, by the way, Anthony Davis, uh, you, you, I, I cannot stand when players do post game interviews with the cool glasses on. Oh, I'll tell you, just shut up. Uh, you might want to take the glasses off because you couldn't find a rebound if it was in your face uh, last night got schooled on the boards. They got destroyed on the boards last night. So uh, I just wanted to point that out to AD. If he's listening to the program, you might want to take the glasses off uh, even during the game because you couldn't find a rebound if it hit you in the face. So that being said, today, feeling saucy. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, that's phone number. Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, you can find Ben Kenny at Ben Z Kenny producing the program at Ben Z Kenny. Uh, as we count down the days, a week from Friday will be Ben's last day, unfortunately. So uh, we are counting down the days now. Uh, Instagram, The Bill Michael Show on Instagram. The Bill Michael Show on Instagram. You can find us there. Find us on Facebook. Uh, also, subscribe for free on YouTube and on Twitch TV. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michael Show. Same thing on Twitch, Twitch TV. Uh, you can email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. There's thebillmichaels.com. Uh, you can download and listen to the program, WOZN, the Zone Madison app. Uh, just download it on your Apple iStore or whatever it is, and then uh, your Google Play Store. And you can always listen to the program afterwards at Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts. So there you go. That's the way to get a hold of the program if you choose to do so. Ben Kenny, how you doing today? Good, Bill. Uh, sorry to see that happen to your boy Miley yesterday. Yeah, uh, Miley, the linchpin into the championship season of the 2023 Milwaukee Brewers uh, went down. Went down. So now you just, boy, they are, uh, they they don't have much left, do they, when it comes to pitching, starting pitching. Not really. They are, no. uh, yeah, they are now, they're scraping for arms. Now, the good news is, you still have Burns. You still have Peralta. You know you can kind of sustain yourself a little bit of a um, a little bit of a rotation. But I I will say this: the one thing the Brewers that and, and again I, without getting into all the depth of names and such, uh, but the one thing the Brewers have been good at is the manipulation of the rotation via roster moves, and if they can sustain for what, four weeks, you know, through roster manipulation and rotation, then uh, then th- they maybe can survive this. And you steal one or two. Like last night, I don't know if you want to call it stealing a game, but that was a hell of a win. That was a hell of a win last night. Um, and by the way, Joey Weimer, what the hell were you doing? Now, I know the broadcast said, oh, he must have lost it in the lights. That was a line drive. How do you lose that in the lights? Ben, did you see that? 
No, I did, you watch I did not have the end of the game on. Um, a line drive to Weimer to center field. He comes running in. He's looking, and then he's kind of – it almost looked like he was going to nonchalant it, like he was going to catch it, and then had just misjudged the speed of the ball. And then it gets over his head and goes to the wall. And now, ultimately, they get out, they got out of it. Uh, next batter ground up to third, tag, uh, force, and the game's over. But it's like it, Devin Williams pitched a gem last night in an inning-plus save and just almost gave it away. And what I thought to be – now, I did not listen to the postgame show to hear what Weimer's explanation was. But it, it, to me, to the eyeball, watching it over and over again, it looked as if he kind of like, I got it, and came came in and had just misjudged the speed of the ball and kind of started to nonchalant it before all of a sudden the ball was on top of him and then it was past him. So, um, you know, lesson learned, and it didn't hurt the, hurt the Brewers. It was a few extra pitches for uh, Devin Williams, but that was the extent of it. But, yeah, it, uh, it almost or could have, I shouldn't say, Almost. Uh, it could have cost him the game last night. But Brewers get the win. Nice win. Uh, David, you are correct. I wanted to make a note of this. Uh, the Milwaukee Admirals, they are in the second round of the Calder Cup playoffs. Tonight they are on the road in Texas. They split the series at the UW Panther Arena over the weekend. So tonight, 7 o'clock, they drop the puck, and there is a big watch party in the city of Milwaukee if you are going to pay, pay attention to Admirals hockey. And there's a lot of hockey fans in the state of Wisconsin, not just Milwaukee, but the state of Wisconsin. But uh, if you're heading out tonight, uh, down at Stenny's tonight, 7 o'clock, they're going to actually have the Admirals game on. So if you're looking for a place to go and you want to watch some Admirals hockey tonight, um, that's the place to do it. So right away, David reminded me on the live stream. He said, hey, don't forget the watch party tonight down at Stenny's. I'm going to try to make that. Uh, I haven't talked to Ryan and the gang down there uh, this week yet. I was down there on Sunday uh, after for Mother's Day. We went down and got, like, Mother's Day dinner or whatever. And uh, it was all perfect all the time. But I uh, didn't get a chance to talk to them because they were off on Sunday. So they have the watch party tonight. Going to try to make it down. So should be a lot of fun if a lot of hockey files are getting out, out down there this evening and uh, cheer on the Milwaukee Admirals. So big game coming up for them. Uh, again, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to find us, please uh, feel free. Did we find out how long Wade Miley's going to be out, or have they not made that announcement yet? Uh, they'll, they'll probably, you know, Craig Council will probably talk about it before the game today, Ben. They've Craig not made the announcement. They said it will uh, likely re- uh, require a trip to the – it will, excuse me, definitely require a trip to the injured list. Okay, which is never good. Who's um, the- they said a- – Who's the best former pitcher that they could bring back to replace him? <laughs> Along the lines of a, a Brett Anderson, a Chase Anderson, you know, Yolis Chassin, things of that nature. Make, make a trade for uh, Granky. Make oh, a trade gosh. for Granky. If you're going to bring back an old guy, bring back bring back Granky. Go find Zach go. Davies. I, I'm thinking more yeah. along those lines. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, it's, you know, the, now their depth, man, their depth is just, oof, just starting to really scrape the barrel, just trying to find, uh, you know, major league ready arms down in that system. And they, I, we'll see, we'll see what it is they're going to do, but uh, yeah, just another detrimental loss in that starting rotation. Now on one hand, uh, and, and John brought this up and, and he said it on the live stream. He said it over on Twitter last night to me is 
if you're going to have injuries and you're going to have guys working themselves back to full health, now's the time you want to do it, and now's the time when you're hanging in there that you want to do it. Now, the problem, I, and I said last night, you don't want to have all these injuries now to the point where all of a sudden you're just scrambling and battling and exhausting yourself to get back to, you know, to get back to being in the chase by the end of August and all of a sudden, you know, you're just out of gas. Your pitching staff, your team, your managerial styles and such are all out of gas. And by the time you get to the postseason, you have nothing left. So, yes, I agree with you. It's good to get the injuries out of the way now. But on the other hand, and, uh, you know, I the other part of this, and Brooks said it too, if you get a lot of injuries and you battle through it, you figure out ways to win, 100% correct. Baseball is a different animal, though. Baseball is a man-to-man sport until it's not. You know, it's it's pitcher-hitter. And if guys are hitting, you know, and guys are playing defense, then, you know, your pitching only needs to sustain. You know, if your guys aren't hitting and they're not getting the man-to-man jobs done and they're not doing things smart, then it becomes where you're desperate for stopper-style pitching. And right now you've only got a couple of guys in your rotation that can do that. So what's uh, a tough spot. What's Jimmy Nelson up to these days? Right? You know? I heard Ben Sheets is uh, kind of warming up somewhere. Never know. He and Ryan Braun. Braun's taking batting practice off of Ben Sheets. They can bring both of them back. They need to bat. It's unfortunate, truly is, to lose your stopper. Uh, it's a pivotal to, role on the team. To lose your stopper. You you love Wade Miley. Just admit it. I do. It's a big loss. You love Wade Miley. It's a yeah. big you loss. You love Wade Miley. It's a big loss. I love in the sense pitchers that, one, that was, I could throw as hard as. He, yeah, but he was throwing the ball well. You know, now his last couple of starts were not great, but he, he's been pretty decent for the Brewers. A lot better than what a lot of people give him credit for. Uh, I figured if he could get back to what he was a couple of years ago, uh, not last year. Last year was an injury-plagued season. But if he got back to what he was a couple of years ago when he was with the, the Cubs, that that's a good fifth starter, man. That's it, better than a is. lot of fifth starters. But I mean, you know, this so I is, didn't have a problem with that. What was the one knock, the biggest knock we had on him when they signed him this offseason? He hasn't had a full healthy season right. in how many years? God, so it uh, stinks that he's hurt. Cincinnati, but, like five years ago, right? This has to be expected almost that he would go down at some point. And this is a a lat strain, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. A lat strain. So, well, now you just wait and see how long it takes uh, for him to heal up. Has he had this before? Do you know? I'll look. I I am not well versed in the in the Wade Miley injury uh, roll. I figured you'd be all over it. I thought maybe you'd have like a mole inside the the MRI room or something like that for Wade Miley. No, oh, it's like a game of operation. You know, it's everywhere. <laughs> uh, so the Brewers got the win back at it same time again tonight. And uh, like I said, I mean the biggest thing you can take away from last night was you know they got drilled the night before. Like I said, you take that, you wash it, you move on. No big deal. Brewers get the win. Still two games up on the Pirates, who took the loss. Cincinnati 5, Chicago 5, and the Cardinals still back at seven and a half games back, although they have gained, for those that haven't paid attention, they've gained three games in the standings over the last two and a half weeks. Uh, but, as I've said, it, it you're sitting seven and a half games back. You gain two and a half weeks to almost three weeks. You got three games. So you get, get about a game a week. So if indeed that holds true, on average for all the teams you have to climb, Chicago, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, ultimately to get the Brewers, then if that holds true, then you are 
that puts you well into July before you're really back to threatening for the top spot. So for every week that goes by that you can keep them at bay, keep them at seven or eight or nine, that makes it that much more difficult for that team to be able to come back, say, by the trade deadline and beyond. Because then it becomes almost impossible for them to make that kind of a stretch run. So I think everybody's watching the Cardinals right now in the rearview mirror. I mean, you know, even even like in Cincinnati, where they're four games under five hundred. I was talking to my buddy Scott last night, and he's telling me how much they stink and how bad they are and why are they starting rookie pitchers in Colorado and just a horrific decision on behalf of the whole, you know, staff, so to speak, uh, the front office. Um, and they, they, they're just driving them nuts fan wise, but they're still like, but we're only five games back and nobody, you know, nobody's playing bad or nobody's playing great baseball. Everybody's playing kind of bad. So, and I said, I agree with you. Look, if I'm, if I'm Pittsburgh, if I'm Cincinnati, if I'm Chicago, I'm kind of excited at this point. I'm sitting only five games back, which is not great, but I'm sitting here going almost to, you know, I'm, I'm halfway through, through May, halfway through May. And it has, while I'm four games under 500, it hasn't been a horrific start to the season. Maybe a few, you know, breaks happen along the way. The Brewers' pitching staff gets banged up. Pittsburgh suddenly falls back to earth. Cincinnati, some of the young guns they have down there start to catch fire. Same thing in Chicago. All of a sudden, you're right there, especially if you've got the St. Louis Cardinals who are just kind of scraping by with all that talent, that, that offensive weaponry they have. That's it's an all or nothing team. So if I'm, if I'm any one of those teams, I'm kind of feeling good about myself at this point. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Best team in the National League right now, who else? The Dodgers. 11 games over 500, 628 win percentage, 16-7 and seven at home. Then you got the Braves at 26-16. and 16. Uh, You got 24-19, and 19, which is one loss worse than the Brewers, but that's the Diamondbacks who are only three games behind the Dodgers. And then you got the Brewers. So... Brewers are kind of holding their own right now, but they're they're going to need some now pitching help, big time. 877-867-1670. Let's do this. Let's uh, break away. We'll uh, take a quick break, come back. Hey, uh, a couple of different things. Like I had mentioned, our friends at the Milwaukee Admirals, they got their game coming up tonight. Uh, good luck to them. Tonight, the watch party down at Stenny, second to National Walkers Point. Stenny's, as they say, you should be here. But if you're going to head down tonight and check out the game, get down there early, uh, root for the Admirals, and don't forget when the Admirals come back home, the uh, Stennies run shuttles to the game. When the Brewers come back home, they run shuttles to the game. A lot of people take advantage of those shuttles down there, and you should too. Go down, get yourself some food, get a beverage ahead of time. Afterwards, you come back, relax a little bit, uh, you know, kind of watch whatever the postgame such is, and then you take off from there. But good stuff from our friends down there at Stennies. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I am looking forward to tonight. I uh, got a little bit of running around to do, but uh, today uh, got up. Ah, God, I got up early today. I got a little bit of work done around here. I'm still finishing up the studio as uh, to the new look and the wiring and all that kind of stuff, and we're still tacking stuff up. However, uh, looking forward to tonight because tonight is yard work night, which is fine. Watch a little Brewers game after the fact, but tonight 
uh, I have got a, uh, I had to open it up because uh, I used all my old burn pit barbecue sauce stuff. So I got the sweet and tangy burn pit barbecue. I have got a uh, pork chop from Robert Specialty Meats. And I have got an appetite that could eat the southbound end of a northbound jackass out at this point. So I, I'm geeked up for tonight. So I'm excited. I'm excited to grill. I'm excited to sit down, have a beverage, watch the game. Hopefully the weather gets at least into the, you know, close to 70 and into the mid-60s. And to get all the yard work done, and I'm, I'm ready to go. So that's, that's my night. Got some fresh asparagus today, uh, this morning at the store. So I'm, I'm excited. I don't know why. I just woke up today, and I was dragging ass. And I just, I'm like, I need to get up and get moving. And I got moving. Next thing you know, the endorphins kick in. And uh, well, I, part of it was I jumped on the scale today because of the whole uh, kidney stone thing. And I had drank a boatload of water over the weekend, and I was I was miserable. And uh, so uh, I had gotten on the scale on Monday, and I knew it was water, you know. And I just I, I was just miserable, and I was like up about three and a half pounds. And I'm like, wow, how much, you know, we're talking about weight of water and this and that. So I started thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, I took in 200 and something ounces of water on Friday, another 200 and something ounces of water on Saturday. I took in uh, 160 ounces of water and 60 ounces of cranberry juice on Sunday, and I started feeling better. And so then today rolls around, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to step on the scale, and I'm a pound less than I was when all of this started. So a week ago, I was now, I had dropped 14 pounds since I started dieting. Today, I'm proud to say I'm down 15 from where I was at the beginning of this process. So I'm feeling pretty good. But tonight, going to treat myself a little bit. I'm hungry, but I got to fight off that that urge. So Burn Pit Barbecue. Go to burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. And I'm going to stop down. I stopped down to Paul Roberts, said hi to them. And I love the smell of that place. It smells like smoke and barbecue and all kinds of stuff. So 877 uh, Jason says, did the, the pneumonia front hit yesterday? Yes. Oh, my goodness. It uh, Ben, did you get cold out in uh, Madison? No, none of it. But that's good to oh, hear it hit. Goodness. Otherwise, today yes. would be an, an unloading no. on local no, they weather didn't, people. they didn't lie. It was 74 degrees here at the house. And I thought, I, I got, what happened was yesterday, I got off the air and I got really busy. I had meetings and I'm working on a lot right now on the motorcycle ride and doing charitable stuff for Fisher House and trying to get all my, my ducks in a row. And this time of year is really, really busy. People don't see what goes on behind the scenes because you're trying to put all this stuff together. Which, by the way, tonight we have an announcement to make over on the ride page. So we'll tell you about that later. But uh, so I'm sitting here, and I, I thought last night would have been the night. Go out, get the yard work done. That way it's done for the rest of the week, and you're good to go. And I got on the phone, and I just I, it, it never materialized. So I'm sitting here with the windows open. Because the house upstairs here in the office was about 75 degrees. Downstairs was like 77, 74, something like that. It kept fluctuating uh, because depending on the breeze blowing through. And as I'm sitting there, all of a sudden I went, man, I'm cold. And I saw that the wind had really kicked up uh, in my trees and bushes out front uh, by the by the bay window. And, uh, and I said, man, I, I wonder if that's coming through. And I opened the window and I was like, oh, man. I mean, it was cold, cold. And I looked at my my weather app on the outside of the house, and it was it went from seventy four degrees to fifty three degrees in a matter of an hour and a half. Bam, like that. I mean, it it got it dropped. 
So uh, I thought, and it even got kind of weird, foggy, a little bit over this way, kind of like a, um, a I don't want to say a fog, but it kind of a, a mist in the air. So anyway, yeah, it came through big time. Came through big time. They didn't lie about it. They had us well prepared for it, and it happened at about three thirty. They said between two and four. Happened about three thirty. So. For all the weather people, for all the times that I ripped the hell out of you for uh, getting it completely wrong, you were spot on. Spot on. Our buddy Drew Burgoyne nailed it. Nailed it. Good stuff. So uh, they had it, uh, They had it. you know, pretty much did it right yesterday. So they were all over it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, Greg says, uh, cards do not play the Brewers until late in the season, so no head-to-head de- gains after today. Uh, Jason says, though, the bad thing about St. Louis is they are loaded with pitching. Uh, Libertor tonight. Uh, I haven't even looked at the pitching matchup tonight. Oh, but, Adam uh, Wainwright ducking the Brewers. <laughs> he was their supposed starter. And now it looks like it's not going to happen. Might not happen. Probably not going to happen. Will not happen. There you go. He is ducking the Brewers. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why he would do that, but nevertheless. Uh, yeah, the Brewers tonight uh, on the road in St. Louis. You got uh, Corbin Burns in the hill, Libertor, uh, getting the start for St. Louis. And Libertor, no record. So he is getting the start tonight against the Brewers in the uh, the rubber match of this three-game series. Boy, how big would it be to go in and get just drilled? I mean drilled. Then to lose your starter after an inning and two-thirds, only to turn around and get the win and and then get the win again tonight and get the series two games to one. How big would that be? And in addition to that, you would put the Cardinals back eight and a half games. That'd be pretty huge in the grand scheme of things. That would be just like overcoming adversity. I mean, the bad news is you are you are then staring down the barrel. <laughs> You're staring down the barrel of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays are plus... 123 in run differential. 32 and 11, best record in all of baseball. And just whooping ass. And you got them coming up. Oof. Can you get lucky? Can you go down and steal a couple? Just get out of there with a win or two? That might not be a bad way to go, but they have scored 268 runs on the season. 268 runs. Now, let me give you that in comparison. The Milwaukee Brewers have scored 183 runs this season. You got Corbin Burns going tonight. No Woodruff, no Miley. You got Freddie Peralta and a bunch of dudes that are going to be facing the Tampa Bay Rays. And that's kind of where things are right now. So, you feel good. Again, the old adage is one day at a time, game at a time. I understand all of that. But right now, you got what? Burns, Hauser, Peralta, no more Miley. Uh, Lauer came out of the pen the other day and, and did pretty well. You're kind of hurting, man. No Jason Alexander as well, no, as was no pointed Jason out this Alexander. morning. Yeah, no Jason Alexander. Really tough. Um, who's the other one? Um, Ashby had shoulder surgery earlier this year. Um, you know, because you lost Justin Wilson, you got uh, to the Tommy John. You know, you got Matt Bush, who's got rotator cuff issues. 
um, in your out of your bullpen. So yeah, you're you got quite a few guys right now. The majority of your players uh, that you know you're kind of re- were relying upon uh, out of the pitching staff are uh, banged up. You got what five guys? Go soon to be six that are on the injured list. Oh man. And then that doesn't even take into it. You got Luke Voigt, who's got the uh, the strained neck. Uh, Urias with the hamstring. Uh, we know Gary Mitchell's not coming back. I mean, that's what nine guys, nine guys that have gone down out of your your roster. Ooh, that hurts. That hurts big time. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Thoughts on the Brewers. When we come back, as we say. Um, we're going to hear from some of the Packers coaches, coordinators, that kind of stuff. We're going to hear from them and uh, kind of get a gauge as to what it is, is the thought process right now and some of the personnel moves and such uh, in Green Bay. Also, uh, Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press Gazette, is going to join us coming up a little bit later on today. So looking forward to that. Always looking forward to that. But if you want to hit us up, feel free. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, when we come back, we'll uh, hear from some of the Packers, coaches, coordinators, that kind of stuff. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up this portion of the program, brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Kept when I, I didn't feel the cold until I opened the Pella window. Once I opened the window, I let the cold in, and I went, okay, got to keep the cold out, so I closed the window back up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, awesome stuff. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella. WI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That is 855-PELLA-WI. Zero percent financing, 48 months. It's only good through the end of the month. So you call, you get right now that free in-home consultation schedule. It's free. Go ahead and do it. Call them up, tell them which windows you want to replace, the doors and all that kind of stuff. Whatever it is you need, have them come over, take a look at it, whether it's the vinyl, the impervia, which is as strong as fiberglass, or the different lines of wood for curb appeal, indoor attraction, just all the innovations, the roll screen, the slider windows, you name it, uh, get it done. And uh, not only will you feel more comfortable, your your home will be more valuable, it'll be more economical, and you'll be safer inside when you lay your head on your pillow at night and you need that you need that kind of confidence from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin P-E-L-L-A Pella W-I.com that is Pella W-I.com covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network Engagement rings. Mother's Day has come and gone. Uh, Father's Day is on the docket. Uh, if you got uh, something for a bridal party, groomsmen, all that kind of good stuff, or you just uh, want to get your special somebody something, something. Our friends at Cane and Cane Jewelers in West Bend, they want to rock your world, as they say, and you got to check them out. Go to K-E-H-N, CaneJewelry.com. That's CaneJewelry.com. Located in West Bend, Wisconsin. And uh, Andy Kane and his staff, not only are they great people, but he does a hell of a podcast called the Buy Like a Guy podcast. And it's just it's just dudes and jewelry and whiskeys and bourbons and all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's really, really good. So uh, check out the Buy Like a Guy podcast. Uh, simply follow it. Go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That is KaneJewelry.com. Welcome back to the program. And so yesterday, Adam Stenovich, offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, was asked, what did Jordan Love show in practice 
that uh, they did not see from him because last year was all about he looks better, he's more confident, he's gripping and ripping, and you know. So, Steno, what did you see? I think his handle, just his ability to translate the meetings to the field and his ability to kind of just see the game, you know, from a quarterback perspective where he's not processing too fast. He's processing within the time of the play, getting the ball out on time, um, and then doing a great job in the huddle, getting guys lined up. Uh, it was it was very impressive to see. Um, now, they're giving him praise. I appreciate that. But, Ben, do you kind of look at yourself and go, <laughs> giggle a little, when you hear he got guys lined up in the huddle? It's the huddle. As a right? Jordan Love apologist, uh, no, I don't laugh. I view that I, as the glass is 80% full, yeah. and he's doing a phenomenal job leading the guys. <laughs> you know? I mean, he's at OTAs, Bill. Rodgers wasn't Look, there this time last year. He's working no, out with hey, his boys. He's already ahead of Rodgers in that, in that fact. Uh, look, I, I, this is the time of year where you want answers and you want, want the sound bites. And we, the media, we salivate over this. We can't get enough of football, 365, you know, 24-7. We're all over it. NFL, all that kind of stuff. And we want something. And they're just trying to stand up there and answer questions without giving away anything positive, negative, whatever. But when you go to, yeah, he was, he was really confident. Got guys lined up in the huddle. <laughs> I'm like, what? Excuse me? Excuse me? Uh, I was looking for, yeah, he was really confident. You know, when guys were running routes, he knew the windows. You know, he was a guy that really kind of, you know, had his arm strength increase in the offseason with the workouts that he did, all that kind of. I was looking for that. Instead, I got, no, he got guys lined up in the huddle. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, so what is it like now? Let's be honest. Um, the specter, the heaviness that is Aaron Rodgers is no longer in the building. What is it like going from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love and the OTAs and minicamp? From the quarterback position, you just kind of take a step back as far as like now we're starting on step one. You know what I mean? Instead of starting at step eight where you can start with Aaron Rodgers. So you're going to take a step back and you're just going to, you know, just keep working ahead. Can't really look at the end result right now. We're just going to look at one day at a time, you know, and just go from there. But again, he's he's ready. He's excited. I think all the guys, you can feel good vibes, good energy around the locker room. So uh, it's going to be fun. So no Aaron Rodgers, no Randall Cobb. No Mercedes Lewis, no Alan Lazard, you know. So who does he expect to be kind of the, the leaders on offense for this Packers offense this year? Yeah, we'll kind of see. You know, obviously you got great vets like Aaron Jones, David. You got uh, A.J. Dillon. You know, we still have Josiah. We still have guys that have played a lot and have helped us win. So, um, yeah, all those guys are just going to need to step up, and then we'll see, you know, how these young guys turn out. And, you know, leadership is just basically having the confidence, having the intelligence, and then having the trust of your teammates um, to go out there and perform and motivate other people to do that with you. Elton Jenkins, another one I forgot that's played a lot. Um, so it'll, it'll be good. Okay. 
Uh, still can't believe he threw out the Josiah reference on leadership, but I would agree with that. I mean, you know, most of the guys who've been there, they played snaps. Josiah DeGuara has not. Uh, he just threw him in because he's been around. But, you know, I, I, I don't know how much of a leader Josiah DeGuara, you know, would would be a leader, but okay. Hey, by the way, uh, I just saw some breaking news come across the uh, the scroll. Uh, everybody was geeked up for the uh, Formula One race this weekend. Uh, Emilia Romagna Formula One, where they were holding it. Apparently, they've had torrential rains and flooding. The course is flooded, so they have now called off the Formula One race this weekend. For those of you that are into Formula One, thought I'd bring it up. Stenovich says, uh, will the Packers' offense look that much different as opposed to what it was last year under Aaron Rodgers? I, um, I think it might. And it's not just because of not having Aaron Rodgers. It might just be these other pieces that we've added as well. So, again, it's, it's OTAs right now, so we're just going to kind of see how it all fits. And then once we figure out kind of how we're going to attack defenses, then we'll, we'll roll from there. But I think it might. So let's do this. We're going to step away back and then we're going to hear from the much anticipated joe berry the defensive coordinator of the green bay packers that was adam stenovich offensive coordinator for the green bay packers hey uh coming up it starts tomorrow and if you uh, have not checked this out i talk all the time about our friends at smoke on the water and uh, at smoke on the water this thursday night it starts they got this big weekend coming up and uh tomorrow they have, and you can scan, uh, if you follow them on Facebook, go to Smoke on the Water BBQ Okachi. Smoke on the Water BBQ Okachi. But they start the weekend and the summer off with a reggae party tomorrow night. The Unity Unity the Band is coming down from Appleton. And they're going to kick it off tomorrow night below deck, as they say. And it starts at 5.30. And the, the chefs are going to share the stories of southern Spain's incredible food history. There's going to be a paella and sangria night. And it's one price, eat, drink, be merry, drink tickets, all that kind of stuff. You can choose three different drinks, sunrise sangria, red sangria, white sangria, Spanish wines. They're going to have all of that tomorrow night, kicking it off with a big reggae party, and it goes right into the weekend. So big, big weekend to welcome in summer uh, out on Okachi Lake. And it's Smoke on the Water, BBQ Okachi. And if you follow them on Facebook, you can scan the QR code and make reservations. I'll actually uh, put it up maybe over on the Facebook fan page. I'll send it over there as well. But uh, if you're looking for something to do beginning tomorrow night, that is Smoke on the Water out in Okachi Lake, the big paella and sangria night, and they have a big reggae party tomorrow evening as well. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michaels Show, and you're going to hear Joe Barry next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Point, Point Brewing, and a brewing excellence since 1857. Their Amber Lager, fantastic. They've got uh, their Blonde, which is awesome, uh, good stuff. The Drop Dead Blonde, Not only 99 calories, by the way. Only 99 calories by the Drop Dead Blonde. So uh, thanks to our friends at Point Brewing for being a part of the program, and more so for anything, uh, they uh, are also uh, helping us out uh, in a couple of different events this year. So uh, thanks to our friends from Point Brewing. So we are back with the much-anticipated Joe Barry. 
who went to, to the uh, podium yesterday and talked about Lucas Van Ness and how he can help this team right away. Have you seen him in person? I mean, when, when he walks in the room, I mean, he's a, he's a big, big man. Um, and, he, and he's young, you know. It's, it's, I know from a, just from an evaluation part, put my evaluator hat on, um, you know, when you see a, a guy that walks in the room and he's, you know, 6'4", whatever, you know, 270, whatever, he's got length, he's got explosion. Um, and then you look at the fact that he's, you know, he's 21 years old, you know, so I think he is a, uh, it's scary when you get a, a young player like that, um, you know, to kind of close your eyes and think about what those guys will be, you know, three, four, five years down the road when they are, you know, 25, 26 years old. But um, great kid. Um, the rookies literally got here today. Uh, we had our rookie minicamp the, the weekend after the draft, so they were they were here for a weekend and then by rule had to leave. So um, really liked what we saw in the in the two days of practice. That there you go. Liked what they saw. Lucas Van Ness can't say enough about him. Eight first round draft choices. Granted, two of them coming back off of injury, but eight first round draft choices now on that defense. Those expectations should be high, right? Well, let me let me flip your your uh, little game here. Um, what what if what if what if we just had a, a roster full of seventh round draft picks? Would expectations not be high? You know, we expect this is the this is the greatest thing about not only the National Football League but being at the Green Bay Packers. Expectations are high all the time, no matter what. So, um, regardless of the fact. I'm very aware of our roster. I'm very aware of the draft status of all of our players, but um, expectations are and should be high all the time. And Okay. Now, Ben, I understand philosophically completely what he's saying. I get it. We would still be anticipatory of a better defense, even if they were all seventh-round draft choices. The bottom line, though, is they're not. Eight first-round draft choices, six of them most likely starting, two of which coming back from injury. I get that the expectations are always high in Green Bay. You're always anticipating a successful season, a successful unit. But the the, the sidestep of the, look, you've got all these first-round draft choices. You were 17th in the league last year. You know, the, the the question is, and you know, your little game here, it's no game. It's you've got eight first-round draft choices. The expectations should be higher than a team coming in with, you know, all with eight seventh-round draft choices. So I get what he's trying to say. Philosophically, he's right. But ultimately, it's a, it's a, it's a giant sidestep of the question because, no, expectations, you should be so much better this season. And unless you are decimated by injuries – there is no excuse for this defense to be anywhere outside of the top 10. So how can he uh, he and this Green Bay Packers unit live up to expectations this year with a young quarterback? You know, we, we threw that word out a little bit earlier, consistency. You know, I, I think that was probably the most disappointing thing. And you guys, you guys have been around me for three years now. I'm not a big uh, rearview mirror guy. You know, I, I want to look forward. I want to look through the windshield and what's ahead. Um, but I think if you if you do go back and, and really critique last year, 
the inconsistencies were the things that really got us. And uh, we played well at times. We didn't play well at times. Um, and that's what you can't do in this league. Um, you know, you mentioned the, the, the quarterback and, and his, his, and his uh, honors. Um, it really it doesn't matter on, on our side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball. That's the thing that we got to do week in and week out is that we got to show up and play our best version of football, our best version of defense. So learning from last season's mistakes and adjustments and what went on, how can that help you getting out of the gate fast this year? I think you're always, um, I don't know if I want to use the word simplify, but I, I think you're always um, evolving. You know, I, I think um, as a coach, you know, as a play caller, you're always evolving because, you know, things that uh, maybe worked last year, you know, you, you got to evolve and you got to move on. Um, things that maybe aren't working at the start of a season, you know, you got to evolve. That happens in the course of a game. You know, you go into a game at halftime or at, at, to, to start a game. Uh, sometimes you got to evolve at halftime to make those, you know, halftime adjustments, whatever. So, um, you know, I, I think just the, uh, I definitely think we, um, we evolved last year into you know what was what worked for us, um, but you know the key thing is you got to do that early. You got to do it now. So, uh, was there ever a time that he thought he wasn't coming back as the coordinator of the Green Bay Packers? The inconsistencies that you did have, and, and not meeting the, the high expectations. Did, did you ever wonder as last season wound down if, if you'd be back? No. There you go. <laughs> How does he need to be better as a coordinator? Uh, to, you know, kind of the follow-up of that previous question, though. How does he need to be better? Well, I think, you know, the situational football, I think, um, and I, I, I think it's, it's probably pretty standard, um, team in and team out around the league, but the situational football, you know, usually NFL football games, most of the time they're, they're close games. You know, our, our league is... Um, games are won or lost, and there's there's very few blowouts in in this league. Um, and most of the time, those games come down to four or five, you know, maybe maybe six or seven plays. And if the result of those handful of plays are different, you know, that's the difference between winning and losing a football game. So, and you've got Rich Basaccia, who went to the podium yesterday, and really the only question was, you know, hey, is the door completely shut on Mason Crosby? Again, I've been fortunate to be around a lot of great kickers in my time in the league, and he's one of them. And uh, we're still in conversation. I, don't, I think Brian's spoken that the, the door's not closed, and, and uh, he's not on anybody's team yet. I learned a lot from Mason. I learned a lot about tempo. I learned a lot about rhythm. I learned a lot about ball strike. And um, going all the way back to when I had him in the senior bowl in 07, and I, I think he came out of a, a difficult year the year before and had a heck of a year last year. So I, I still think there's play in Mason, and we'll see what the future holds. But it... There you go. See what the future holds. When we come back, uh, the uh, the way too early to be taken overwhelmingly seriously, uh, power rankings for the NFL are out. And I was going to Yahoo Sports. And there's a couple of eyebrow raisers there. 
And I want to I wanna throw them out there to you. I want to throw them out there to you. And I'll, I'll give you their explanation as to why. But uh, I want to see what your thoughts are. One hour down. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael show yet to go. Hang in there. Coming back right after this.